1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
2: Mike Strain joins us right now, our good friend, Commission Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Happy
0: New Year to you. So they'll be voting. Are you going to be in that name today at noon? They're coming in, what, on day three, it looks like? Yeah,
2: don't tell anybody, oh, Mike. Don't tell anybody, but I'm yeah. the front runner.
0: Well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'll pray for you, you know, but. Um, no, no.
2: If I'm the front runner, pray for the country. Don't pray for me.
0: <laughs> I'll be fine. It's the country that needs the prayers. Um Well, I'm rooting for Steve Scalise. He's a dear friend of mine. We served together in the legislature, you know, 20 years ago. We served together. We were together uh, for the better part of and he's a great guy, and You know, I think he would do a tremendous job. I think – I don't – me personally, I think they're going to have to look at somebody else because, you know, if you watch the votes and we kind of, you know, kind of keep an eye on it, uh, Mr. McCarthy, he's actually losing ground now unless they've done some real hard politicking overnight. So I I think Steve's in the the race, and I'm really pulling for him. So
2: I'm confused, Mike. Is it if they elect a speaker, that's when you see the black smoke coming from the Capitol – Or the white smoke, if they... Or am I confusing things here? 6.44, 16 before 7 o'clock. Tommy Tucker, WWL, Thursday morning, January 5th. And it's going to be a nice day today. Sunny, nice, highs of 68. Not very January-esque, though. 74 for a high Saturday. Rain likely Sunday, highs of 68. Then it cools off a little bit earlier into next week. Mike Strain, Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry. Our guest, the commissioner of that department mike when it comes to the the, the crops and uh, first of all the big freeze we had and sugarcane, and other crops that may have been susceptible to that and does agriculture prefer it stay one way or the other or does it work better when Absolutely. the temperatures are going up and down go ahead
0: well right now you know with the freeze we would prefer that it stayed cool what happened we had that hard freeze and then it immediately warmed up mm-hmm. and what that does is that when the cane freezes and the juice freezes, then it can ferment. And you really got a narrow window, you about 10 days or so uh, to get it out. The good news is we were over 90% harvested. We're probably going to lose about 3 to 4% uh, of the total amount of cane. But cane's a $1.3 to $1.5 billion business, so that is significant. What happened, it warmed up. Uh, if it would have stayed cool, it would have extended the time. But we're going to be done harvesting cane by the 20th. The mills are going to shut down. On the 20th, things have changed over time. It used to be that they were finished harvesting cane. They would try for Christmas Eve, but now the seasons have been extended, and they're you know, harvesting longer and bringing in more tonnage and more susceptible to these freezes. So for cane, if it freezes, then it needs to stay cool for the next 10 days or so normally to get, get everything out that we can. And so everything has, you know, everything has a rhyme and a, and a season mm-hmm. depending on the crop.
2: So would it be, does it, is it better for farmers if it stays consistently one way or the other? Because this ping pong wouldn't be good, it, it, would it? Uh, maybe. Well, that
0: de- well, no, but that depends. If you're in the vegetable business, you want it to warm up as quickly as possible okay. so you can get some more growth. It's short. just depends on the crop. And the most susceptible one to the winter freezes are, of course, our vegetable crops and our early vegetable crops, our strawberry crop and that sort of thing, and, and, and sugar cane. But when you get into, you know, the corn and beans, that's not going to be affected because, again, we will start planting corn in, you know, in March. So about the 10th of March, we'll start planting corn and cotton. The main thing that we'll be wanting there is the ground to actually warm up. And so we need warm weather. We need just the right amount of moisture. We're looking forward to a good season. We've got a good bit of moisture in the ground. And so, you know, for planting our corn, our cotton, and our rice, and then following with soybeans, so we're looking forward to a, a good year. We're also looking forward to some, you know, we think we're going to have solid commodity prices. Mm-hmm. You know, you can read a lot of things in the, in the journals. The economy is still going to remain somewhat weak. However, the worldwide demand is steadily increasing for our commodities. So I don't think they're going to soften much. And I do think that by time of harvest, you're going to see a, a, you know, a, a better price for our farmers. Because the bottom line is that the Ukraine, their production this year is going to be a down between 35 and 45%, which is significant when you look at uh, starches such as wheat, you look at sunflower oil, canola oil. But also we're looking at issues uh, for the price of uh, aluminum and that sort of thing. But we think we're going to have a good year.
2: What about crawfish? Everybody wants to know about the freeze in crawfish.
0: Well, look, with a warming up like this, you know, those that they're warming up, they're eating well. So we, we expect to have a really good crawfish season. It may be a little shorter. So, in other words, it won't go really, really far past, you know, past Easter because with the freeze, it breaks down, the, you know, the vegetative matter in the ponds. But we're going to have a good crawfish season. We don't see any big freezes come. So, you know, in the future, you know, weather looks pretty mild. So I think it's gonna be excellent. We're gonna have a great year. Look, it's time to have a great year for crawfish. I can't wait. We need them to eat well so we can eat well, right? Absolutely. Look, I tell you what, you know, there's nothing better than living in Louisiana when crawfish season starts. And I tell you that's a great business. You know, I was over to Eunice yesterday mm-hmm. and we're looking at you know the the, the big crawfish people like Riceland Crawfish, they're all gearing up and getting ready. The farmers are getting ready. And uh, that is, you know, it's a quarter billion dollar a year business. You think about that, wow. how big that business is, absolutely. And the thing about our crawfish, you know, when you go and eat crawfish at a restaurant, you get those crawfish in the sack. They are fresh. Mm. I mean, they are right out of the pond or out of the, the out of the basin. And you know, you you know, they've only been you know fish at most just a couple of days because once they've been harvested and and they're chilled, you know, they're still alive. When you boil them, they're still alive. And so we are fortunate that we have some of the finest and freshest crawfish. Remember, you got to put some sweet potatoes in there now, some Louisiana sweet potatoes really? in that crawfish. Bowl. Absolutely. As we say, yam right. You take those sweet <laughs> potatoes, and you want some really, you know, you want some medium-sized. You don't need those great big ones, some medium-sized sweet potatoes. And even better, the ones you have left over, you wrap them in tin foil and put them in the refrigerator, and then when you, you cook, you put them in the oven. And you get them hot in the oven, or yeah. if you you can take the tent fall off and put them in the microwave if you like the microwave. But, but you talk about good the second time you cook them, you know, heat them up like that, they are incredible. How long Very you, nutritious. How too. long do
2: you keep them in the boil?
0: I keep them the, the whole time. You have to, you know, the the it takes a little bit longer for your sweet potatoes, just a little bit. Yeah. So it it works just fine. The same amount of time that you do for your crawfish. Man, they I've do got... just. But you gotta have, but you gotta have the medium sized ones, not the great big ones. Um,
2: potatoes, not crawfish.
0: Oh, 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 the crawfish? No, no, I'm saying oh, you, you want them. You, you
2: need the medium potatoes, yeah. but the big crawfish.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah gotcha. I tell you though, you know, with the crawfish we've developed now, they are so nice. And of course, I like the the crawfish that you you know. Some people, you know, prefer the ones coming out of the basin and out of the ponds. I like them all. It just doesn't get any better than that. All right, let me take
2: a break. We're going to talk about WOTUS when we come back. If you don't know what WOTUS is, you're going to find out when we return, and we'll tell you why it's important to you. Mike Strain, our guest, uh, Commissioner of Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry. Always a pleasure with Mike, 650, 10-7, Traffic Now on WWL. Six fifty-six. Four minutes left with Mike Strain. I'm Tommy Tucker, WWL, Mike Commissioner, Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry. Mike, there's a new WOTUS rule. The latest WOTUS definition overturned rules set by both Presidents Obama and Trump. Talk us through this,
0: please. Yeah, yes. Yeah, this is the actually the fourth reiteration mm. of the rule, which which was done fifteen years ago. Quote to quote, redefine and clarify the Clean Water Act. Of 1972. The original voters rule that came out under the uh, Obama administration, and that was under Director McCarthy, was extraordinarily uh, broad and a tremendous federal overreach. So then they put in an interpretive rule to interpret the voters rule to interpret and clarify the Clean Water Act. And that was even more federal overreach. So we fought very hard in and out the courts and through the Congress. And everything, and they pulled back on the interpretive rule and left the WODIS rule, which then became litigated in multiple states and multiple jurisdictions. Then, under the Trump administration, they passed a Navigable Waters Act, which was another WODIS rule that set aside the previous WODIS rule that was more in line with what the Supreme Court had said, specifically Justice Kennedy and others, as to what the federal jurisdiction should be. Then in the current Biden administration, they passed another, the new final revised definition of orders of the U.S., which, which went backwards to greater federal overreach. And the bottom line, and this is a, a statement from the combined ag commissioners of the United States, that it is a market overreach of federal jurisdictional authority versus states' rights. And what that means is, is that with this rule – is that almost every inch of Louisiana now is under the regulatory authority of the EPA because any water, the water runs off of your house into a canal, then that gets into a water system and eventually gets into a navigable water. Therefore, all of that is under federal jurisdiction. We disagree with that. You know, we agree that waters of the U.S. are the Mississippi River, the Gulf of Mexico, and if there's a significant Direct continuous connection of a body to that, but not if there is a marsh or a swamp, and then you have a you have a bayou leading into the marsh and the swamp, and then you have you know something that goes into the bayou. I mean, it's it's endless. How does this, this affect, affect the that? Chart- there we <laughs> go. That's what I'm getting to. Who does it affect and how, Mike? It affects everyone. It affects everyone. Specifically, our farmers. They tell what you can use, what you can't use, and it will just it is broad reach there's also a new federal uh supreme court decision that talks you know about the questions doctrine which basically says a federal agency or any agency cannot overstep their boundaries unless it is authorized by the congress this is still pending in the supreme court there's the case in the supreme court so we're pushing back against voters we need to push back against it because again you will have federal epa basically administrative authority and that which normally lies within the states so it takes away our states rights and then you have someone in washington telling us what we can do with our land it affects everyone so whether it's in your yard or it's on our farms and the cost of this would be tremendous to the economy our agricultural economy so we're Uh, pushing back
2: mike i hear the passion in your voice we're gonna talk more about that next time and a lot of other things as well all right my friend Thank you, thank you, you thank you. Same, Happy New Year to you. Same to you. Safe travels throughout the state of Louisiana in that old rickety plain. Mike Strain, Commissioner of Louisiana, Department of Agriculture and Forestry. we come back, we're going to talk to Jim Donald, Louisiana Insurance Commissioner, about Louisiana regulators. Are they letting weak insurers take on risky positions? Back in a flash, WWL.